Did you hear about the stuff with um, Elizabeth Warren recently that they asked her to sit down and they employed this weird rule? Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's rule 19. Do you know that rule and why it was made? It's something about you can't use another member of Congress's words or something. No, that's what she was doing. Yeah. But the rule is that you can't insult a member of the Senate. Okay. It just so happened that the person who was up for the position was a current member of the Senate. Oh, So she was like, he's not suitable for this position that he's going to be in if Trump gets his way because of these reasons. Right. And they, on a technicality, were like, well, you're technically besmirching his name, so that's not allowed. Please sit down. And she was like, but that's... But that's why we're here. here to talk about if, yeah. But the reason it was put in place was because back in the early 1900s, people would just be like, yeah. you're a, you're, your well, sister's a whore. Yeah. Did you you ever, I mean, did you see Lincoln? <laughs> no, I didn't. Actually. Okay. That, it's interesting because they, they really kind of do that. I mean, they don't, I don't think anyone calls each other a whore, <laughs> the sisters a whore or yeah. anything, but they do like, they do illustrate how, like, that's how, um, volatile they got yeah. back then like they call like a lot of people call each other like slime and yeah, like, yeah I mean they, they got really vile <laughs> back then so I'm not sure that they didn't just pr- result in insulting each other's mothers possible it's, it's not totally out of the, the only reason they made rule 19 was because when that happened it right. almost always ended in a brawl yeah. <laughs> That's a real Which thing. I kind of wish just happened now. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. I would kill to see Bernie Sanders just, like, punching heads. Just... <laughs> Elizabeth would... Warren rolls in with a bat covered in, like, barbed wire. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Ryan's got the brass knuckles. Oh, man. Mitch McConnell's hiding in his turtle shell because he looks like a turtle. <laughs> Uh, Mike Pence like, rolls up to split the boat and he just pulls out a bazooka and he's like fucking hilarious. and that's how that's how the vice president makes an entrance it's like through the back of the wall like it just blows out and like light is shining through and he's backlit he's like Pence bitches I, see I like to think that he like pulls out a, like a like a claymore and he's like, here we go. And the scene cuts. And he there's like a series of tallies on either side. And he uses the claymore to add a tally. And he's like, vote has been made. <laughs> I just like, from out of, like, I love that, like, there's an illogical, like, from out of nowhere, somebody just pulls out a mini gun and just starts, just starts mowing down the house of representatives. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> It goes from like it goes from like watching C-SPAN to watching the Warriors. Like Paul Ryan's just a top, just going, "Can you dig it?" Oh, that'd be amazing. It's like battle royale, like the Hunger Games. Yeah, the Senate, the Hunger Games, true capital edition. pretty good uh, all right welcome to the media lunch break everybody bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and polish off an egg roll my name is chris Trebo. alongside me as always <laughs> yeah that that came out like phrasing a, yeah i know phrasing, it please. sounds like it belongs in a microsoft game 
My name is Chris Trebel. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. I am currently polishing my egg roll. <laughs> oh. um, just watch you don't get any of your duck sauce on the table, okay? I don't have any dick so- duck sauce. Sorry, that was, that was a Freudian penis. <laughs> Slip. I meant that was a Freudian. I meant it was a Freudian slip. Oh man! All right, all right, kitties. Here's the deal. So, not too long ago, in fact, this past weekend of by this past weekend, I mean the weekend that we recorded this, yeah. not the past weekend that this is coming out. Yeah, not 2019. Time travel. Um, <clears throat> a movie came out, and in it, we said. Uh, goodbye to an actor playing a character. Actually, two actors yeah. playing two characters. If that you believe them. For, for some people have grown up with these people playing these characters. Uh, sort of and, us. <laughs> and for our generation, yeah. it, pretty much us as well. Um, movie called Logan came out. We're going to talk about it right now. Uh, I saw this on... Sunday night. When did you see this? Friday night. Friday night. Okay, so you saw it. So it's you actually you. saw it before than I did. Yeah. Okay. I saw it before than you did. Yeah. That's right. I um, I actually saw this. I didn't tell you this. I saw this in 4D. Oh, I've never seen a movie in 4D. Um, it was a really I at first I, first of all, it was worth the price of admission. Yeah. But by that I mean I didn't buy the tickets. <laughs> they were free. Was it? Is it, it was a gift from someone else. Is it a good experience? It is a good experience. Yeah, it really is. I thought it would be really invasive. Yeah, and that's what I it takes. As well. It's it's like um, <laughs> it's like listening to Hamilton or okay. or listening to Shakespeare or something where like it takes you a little bit to get used to it. Okay, but once you settle into like okay, this is the whole experience of the movie. It gets into it because there. It doesn't just do it on like during the action beats or cars driving. It does it even on like pan shots or things like that, where it'll just tilt your seat slightly. Or, I think I would get motion sick. You you would think that, and for for a little bit, I thought that would happen as well. But then you get used to it because it's very like if there's a long establishing shot of yeah. like you know it's a helicopter shot almost. They'll just lean your seat forward, so you just kind of lean into the shot a little bit. It's actually really interesting, and I found myself going like, oh, I'm really into the... And it's because I was literally into it. Yeah. Um, also, by the end of the movie, I was um, slightly drunk. So that may have... That <laughs> did, may have did, do they my... serve drinks there, or did you just bring your own? No, I, no. again, I went with someone. It was a gift that they, that they got me that they took me out to see this movie, and they were like, hey, uh, I'm going to get drunk before this. I'm going to buy you some alcohol. What do you want? And nice. I went, I'm, I'm actually okay. I don't really need to. And they're like, I'm going to buy you some alcohol. What do you want? And I went, <laughs> all right, just get me some vodka. <laughs> um, so that that may have also affected my emotion. That being said, yeah. let's get into the preliminary thoughts of it. I'm curious. Did you like this movie? I think this is at least the best X-Men movie that we've gotten. I think that it's one of the best superhero movies that we've gotten. Oh, thank God. I thought we were going to break up. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's a person who can legitimately find this not good. I I think within 15 minutes of this movie, turned to my friend and went, 
this is one of the greatest comic book movies ever made. Yeah. Like, you could just feel it. It, it took me a while to get on board, because it takes a while before mm-hmm. they, they get um, Daphne... Yeah, X twenty three. X twenty three. Yeah, um, but it, it takes a little while, and you know that that was like I've been very clear about how that for me is the that's right. the line. Sure. Like if she's not good, then yeah. it's it's no. So you were waiting for that line to appear so you could get over that hump. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I but you could just feel you could just kind of feel something about this. Like there was something special about this from the get go. There was something different about this from the yeah. get go. Um, <clears throat> well, it definitely felt like. Well, it's interesting because they, <laughs> you know, the first the first. Uh, time we found out that they were doing this movie was at comic-con right and uh hugh jackman said you know we're doing old man logan right and what he meant by that was he will be portraying logan as an (laughs) an old old man man. yeah but in their defense it feels like old man Logan. logan it is i will i'll make this analogy it is this movie is to Old Man Logan what Civil War is to the comic mm. title that it represents. Sure, sort you know? of. It it has an essence to it. It has some of the ideas of it, but it is not a verbatim right. on-screen representation of it. Sure. It's actually closer, I think, to... There's, um, there's, a, there's a miniseries called Wolverine The End... Okay. That it seems a little closer to. Um, because it's just about... It's not quite as apocalyptic. Like, the, the, um, the it's the normal world. He has just gotten older and older and older and, and just kind of lived through everything. Sure. Um, and then he has to... The, he teams up with this old guy who brings him food in the, the mountains where he lives. And he has to go to New York for something. I can't remember. <laughs> Um, but, but it's just a driving movie in that, right. in that capacity as well. Um, but it, like I said, it's not like post-apocalyptic and there's all these threats and things like that. Sure. Um, okay. You kind of have more, like I have a lots structured of stuff to talk about. talking point. So why don't you take the lead on this and I'll kind of right. dive in whenever. Um, man, I have so many points I want to okay. talk about. One thing I want to talk about is the amount of CGI characters that we got that you probably didn't notice. I heard, I read about this. Isn't that insane? I I mean I read a little bit. Did I don't you see know any the pictures? Exact, no, no, no. I got them. Um, and it's it's otherworldly because it's very subtly done. It's I I never would have noticed. By the way, I'm gonna start uh, like right up front. We forgot to say this, so I'm gonna say it right now. Uh, spoilers throughout for oh, yeah. for Logan. Um, if you haven't seen it, just pause this. And go see it. It's and then and then come back to us. Yeah, it's worth we'll, it. Yeah, yeah. We're so gonna check get out into check out this shot of <laughs> the driver because Hugh Jackman was never in a car. What? And Hugh Jackman as they CGI'd him. Holy shit! And there's more. Like they did it with um, with X twenty three as well. Um, here are shots of the the real person next to the CGI character. That they used. They used that shot to make the CGI character. Look at this one. That's insane. Uh, yeah. And there's there's a bunch more. This is the CGI character. That's CGI? Yep. This is CGI. CGI. Oh, that's the yeah, driver. Yeah, that's the driver. CGI. Oh my god. Driver. That's crazy. CGI. And these two are really... I wish I could put them more... So maybe I can if I do this. But they're, they're identical. Um, that's insane. These two. <laughs> 
I, yeah, I, that's. I would have never guessed that those were all CGI characters. Yeah, isn't that amazing? It is really amazing. Um, why did Rogue One fail at this? <laughs> well, I think um, Rogue One didn't use it sparingly, and Logan does. Well, Logan also has the um, the benefit of doing things very quickly. Yes. They have a very high-paced, fast yeah. action right, right, right. movie. Um, they also have the benefit of the actors that they're CGIing are still alive. That and helps. in fact, working on the movie. Although, to be fair, uh, at the time of Rogue One being created, uh, we had um, Leia. Um, oh, um, Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Yeah, but Carrie Fisher does not look like Carrie Fisher. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Yes, like, that's true. They were making... Uh, yeah. That's, whereas that's Hugh point. Jackman still looks... Exactly like Hugh well, Jackman. Well, he looks like the Hugh Jackman they are Th- creating. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, they're not yeah. even making him younger. Yeah. That's um, a good point. How about plot? Let's, get, let's do plot Man, and then the, we'll do it. The plot was articulate. Yeah. Um, simplistic. Very simple and interesting. I was going to say, I, I don't mean sim- simplistic as in um, there's nothing to it. Yeah. But what I loved about this movie, and I love this in kind of all aspects of this movie, they completely stripped away... All the absolute uh, all all things that were not absolutely necessary. Yep. Um, we don't. I mean, it it has a plot closer to Mad Max Fury Road. Yep. Than it does to anything else because it's literally we have to get to here. Yeah. We're just driving to here and someone's chasing us. Yep. And that's it. Yep. And why they're chasing us? Not necessary. I mean, it's a little important. You kind of know. Yeah. But you don't. Need but in to all know honesty, the the, the less you explain, the better. Yeah. Um. You know, they don't, ex- they explain in the exposition, it's 2029. Yep. There have been no mutants born in the last 15 years, he yeah, says. Yeah, something like that. Um, you don't really, s- you see the following mutants. Professor X, Logan, Caliban, X-23, and the kids she finds when they when she gets there. Right. That's it. That's, I'm not missing any, right? I mean, X-24. Uh, X-24, <laughs> yeah, X-24. Yeah, um, I think but that's I, it. That's it. Yeah. There's no... Uh, sight of Jean Grey, nope. Cyclops, nope. Magneto, nope. Storm, nope. and none of that is explained on why they're not there. Which is good. And that, well, that's well, it's, what I'm saying. It's, it's explained. It's possibly explained. Yeah, that's true. It's possibly explained. But that's what I love is um, we don't need to know that. Yeah. It doesn't make any difference. Nope. The point is they're not here. Yes. Um, uh, it's very good. I mean, and to really make him... Like, the, the way the movie opens is so powerful and startling. Right. Um, in many ways. In the first five minutes, you you see that Logan is <clears throat> sleeping in the back of a limo. And then you see that the limo belongs to him because he's a limo, limo driver. driver. Yeah. And then you see that he's drunk. Yeah. And these guys are trying to steal his, his tires. And he sort of gives them a, hey, get out of here. Yeah. Before just... Just... Brutally killing them. Just wrecking yeah. everything about them. Yeah. Yeah. The the most brutal fight that we had had at that time ever seen in an X-Men movie. Right. And it's... Lots of children in my theater, by the way. Don't bring your kids to see this. Don't please. ever bring your kids. It's such a hard R. Yeah. Which I love about it, and we can talk about it later, but yeah. let, I'll just suffice it to say, like, it's perfect as an R. Yes. It's perfect because it's not an R that's forced. It's an R that is yeah. the same way that Deadpool is a perfect R for Let's itself. Let's talk about that, okay. that right now. Okay. Let's go into that. Since I'm about to go yeah. into it. Um, the same way that Deadpool is a perfect R yeah. because of um, the, it makes itself an R-rated movie 
in a way that warrants it. Yes. Through its humor. Yes. It, Logan, it throws the rating to the to the wind. Yes. It just says yeah. you can rate Logan us however you want. Logan is a hard R simply because it takes the character and gives it the grit and the savageness that the and story the, and, and this the visual realness. Yes. That the story and this character warrants. Yes. To tell it correctly. Um, that's really all I had about that. Because we've seen him stab people and such. Sure. But it's never been as full of realism. Yes. Um, I mean, <clears throat> good lord. Yeah, you see people's heads just open up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, I, 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 the, I was worried. One of my big concerns with this movie was that since Deadpool did so well as an R movie, and then they announced that Wolverine, right. well, Wolverine... <clears throat> It's Logan is going to be R as well. I was like, Ugh. they're going to just try and throw in a lot of bloody violence. And yeah, things. just yeah. to make it work. But it 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 did actually. It, it worked did. quite well. But it felt like this was one of the one. This was one of those movies where the the studio kind of stayed a little hands off and yeah. just went, okay, go do. I think they're learning how to do that because they sort of did that with Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool as well. Yeah, I mean that's the good thing. the The fear of the the fear when Deadpool was. Uh, a success is that studios tend to learn the wrong lessons yeah. from things. Well, for example, one of the last lessons they learned was that our movies don't sell. Be- yeah. Our superhero movies. Right. Because we had um, Wesley Snipes. Uh, Blade. Blade. Yeah. Which were all rated our movies and they did terribly. Spawn, which did well, terribly. Well, Blade actually didn't. Because, I mean, it, Blade had three movies. Too. Sure, but but compared to superhero movies. Yes. Like, yeah, we got yeah, yeah. Spider-Man and X-Men shortly thereafter and yes. they swept the floor. Right. You know? Um... But a yeah, if you just instead of we were worried that instead of learning like oh if you give justice to the character and let the material yeah. do what it needs to do, it you get a good movie. You we were all worried like oh they're gonna try and make everything R right and this uh, and for m- as much shit as we want to give Fox that they can't get a Fantastic Four movie right <laughs> or the continuity on their X Men franchise has gone to shit. Yeah. Which we could talk a little bit about that because I have a couple ideas on how this works. Yeah. But um they you know, they're the ones who really have started to expand themselves and really get this right. Um now that Marvel's getting wrong, but they all kinda but Marvel stays in a very safe zone right in the they PG do. to PG thirteen. Yeah. Um, trying DC real hard. can't get its own. They couldn't head even kill a single character in Civil War. Right. The most <laughs> they can do is paralyze someone from the waist down. Yeah. And he's going to be fine. He's already he's, working with robots. Yeah. And he's got Stark walk. tech. He's to walking help him. again by the end. He's fine. <laughs> um, and chances are it's going to give him superpowers yeah. as well. Um, DC can't get its head out of its own ass. Fox, though, big ups to them because, again, they can't get a Fantastic Four movie to save yeah. their life. But they put it. They go balls to the walls with it. What I'll say is they are trying things, and that's, they, and that's what I'm saying. They always have, um, for better or worse. Because another one of the things that really had me on the edge of my seat before I saw this movie about whether or not it would be any good. Right. Um, their X Men success is probably below passing. You know, it's probably less than sixty six percent. With how bad sure. Wolverine Origins was. Okay, yeah. Three I always, was really bad. I always lop that one off. I know, but... Um, but it does count. Now, so, so I lop I'll, it off mostly because I forget about yeah, it. But, but yeah. so so on the total, right. and their previous one wasn't very good, you know, yeah, I was I know getting a little saying. worried. Their Wolverine movies definitely don't pass, total, collectively. Right. 
Um, I, I would put The Wolverine as sort of a barely passing movie. Yeah, it's if fine. If you're doing like 66%. Yeah. It's probably like 70, 75. Yeah. But like... They, like, they clearly don't know what to do with Wolverine. Right. Um, this is the movie that has broken that curse. This is the... Yeah. The only I thing I will say about it that I don't even know that I would change. Is as soon as it ended, I turned to my girlfriend and I was like... And she ridicules me for this all the time. Right. I always... The first thing I say after I see a movie or a play right. or a musical or read a book is... Right. Here's what I would have changed. Right. Right? Here's what I would have done differently. Sure. I don't think there's anything... I turned to her and I was like, I don't think there's anything I would no, change. No, The only there thing is, I didn't really like God. was the adamantium bullet. And the only reason I didn't like it is because I found it fairly formulaic. But about halfway in, I was like... Because at first I was like, oh, right. that's, they're going to use that to... to like, the, the point of that bullet is to kill sure, himself. Sure. But it's eventually going to be used to kill whatever the yeah, problem is. Yeah, you know is. it's going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to come into play. Right. It's the, it's the classic Chekhov. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If, you bring, if you bring an adamantium bullet In into Act 1, yeah. somebody's got to use it in Act 2. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I was concerned about that. But then about halfway through, I was like... You know, the villain could get their hands on it. He could yeah, use it, it on. It could be anything. He yeah. could use it on X23. Right. Yeah, you know it's going to get used. What's nice about this movie is you don't know on who it's going to get used. Right. On whom it's going to get used? On whom? On whom it's going to get used. Um, yeah, that's. the. There are a few. I've listened to other people talk about this movie. Um, and there are a few tiny plot things that they, that they hit that are like. Like what? Um, somebody said, uh, oh, somebody said, like, the first scene he kills a bunch of guys, but then he doesn't kill, um, uh, what's his name? Boyd Holbrook's character. This guy. Oh, uh. He, he's duh. like, Starts with a Caliban, duh. go take him and dump him out in a ditch or something like that. And he's like, well, why didn't he just kill them then? Uh, it could be because he knows people are going to come looking for him and doesn't right. want blood all over the place. And here's the thing. I'm like, you know what? That's a good point. It's totally it's not fair. it's not a plot hole if you can explain it fairly no, reasonably. <laughs> it's it's a fair point, and I'm like, okay, I get it. I don't think it's a glaring plot hole. Yeah, uh, okay, it's maybe I, there's a tiny. But I what I was disagree. gonna say is, yeah. I this was one of those movies. I don't actually care. It's forgivable. I don't care. I, I, really I don't. again, I I would care if I felt like that was a plot yeah. hole, but I I don't think that that's difficult to explain right. i don't think you have to go through a maze to figure it out i mean he doesn't want blood all over the right. place for when his buddies come looking for the, him well, he's probably got to yeah. feed pa uh, patrick stewart right and it's his turn to do it so you know what i gotta do, I this. Gotta do, this. do this you do this here take a gun it'll be fine the other the other thing i'll say about it is um unlike other x-men movies and other unlike other comic book movies this is a character piece yes it's definitely. a character piece and on that note we got, uh, and mixing with the note of um, when we were talking about how it's rated R, right. they did a great job of using that, rate, that R rating to really give us an interesting Charles Xavier. So interesting. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, listen, uh, the performance in this, the performances in this movie yeah. are... There isn't a bad one. Spot on. Yeah, there isn't Cal one. That... I mean, Stephen Merchant. Yeah, who is knew? Great in this. He's fantastic. Because he's he's his subtly Stephen Merchant. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. he's he's Stephen Merchant funny, yeah. but not he's not eating up the scenery. He's not doing anything. Yeah, he's using his wit where where he's just playing most. a witty character. Yeah, but what, like when he has that line about the if you're gonna shoot yourself, do it outside. I just mop the floors. Yeah. like he uses it. 
in that best well he talks moment. about uh, he does a great little he turns the knife a little bit when he says uh, by the way this is a bottle of ibuprofen yes that's great I love that's it. a it's great such moment. a great line yeah and he doesn't make it a joke right it's it can be funny it's, but it rides but it's that to make line. his point yeah it's to make a point everything um, every single person does or says in this movie has a goal, goal or an objective to, yes every single thing it is yeah um yeah the, the the your first introduction to charles xavier in this when he's and it you may not realize what he's doing yeah you if you did you hear what his dialogue was it, when uh the first time you see charles xavier it's a taco bell it's commercial. a taco bell commercial because he's he's nuts yeah and he's psychically bringing in radio waves or yeah. something you know what i mean like and and you're watching you finally get we knew that patrick stewart had gravitas and that's why he's great in this role because yeah. he's a beautiful voice and he had he brings this he's same, very grounded he's very grounded but the same thing he would bring to someone something like captain bocard is the same thing he brings any shakespeare yeah, yeah. But what the one thing that they haven't been able to do, and I don't think there's ever been room to really do it, is let Patrick Stewart really be the actor yeah. that he is. Yes. Is like that old school, I can do anything. Yeah. I can, you know, I'm a theater actor and I've done a bazillion parts. He does parts. a lot of Beckett too. Like it doesn't get any yeah. more out there than Samuel Beckett. Yeah, he goes out there. And they let him really go out there with his yeah. part. And it's to to such a touching end. When he has, so this is part of the plot, something has happened, something happened at Westchester. Yes. We don't know what. Right. We know that seven mutants died. We don't know who they are. Right. We don't know what it was. We have an idea of what it could be because of the seizures and things like that. Yep. But you don't know to what extent. Yeah, I I was really waiting for the old man Logan part to come out from the comic. And you know what I love? Huh. We never know what happens. We sort of do. We sort of do. Yeah. But they never verbatim explain it. And do you know why? Because we don't need to. Because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But then he has that next, that thing about, I I remember what I did. You know, he has that speech yeah. and then he goes to sleep and it's just yeah beautiful. It's jarring. Um, I'm going to piggyback on that and talk about Hugh Jackman for a second. Sure. Let's do mind. it. Um, if I don't mind. I mind greatly. No, I meant, like, I don't want to just feel like it's skipping all over the place. No, let's but do it. I just, you kind of like, have to. have to word vomit about this movie. Well, we've only got like 30 <clears throat> minutes, so we got to. I know. Yeah. Um. There's a moment in this performance that is like there. Each person had a had a moment where I, that's almost an Oscar clip. Oh, I, I don't, I'm not saying they're gonna get nominated, right, for right, that, right. But like, I'm like, if they did, that's the clip. Yeah, that right there, and it's when it's again, spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. Well, yeah, they know. It's when he's burying Charles Xavier. Well, we saw that in the trailer. I mean, anyone who no, didn't realize but the li- his lines. Yeah, when he's because all he says that the, all, he just keeps going. It's it's by water. Yeah, it's by water. And he doesn't have a big. I'm almost gonna cry now thinking yeah. about it. it. He doesn't have a big monologue. He doesn't go on about how they. Yeah. All he's, the, he's just telling yeah. Lenny about the rabbits. He's just yeah. He's just like okay. This is this is what he, you would have wanted. What's it's interesting too that is that is how of mice and men ends right. as well. That he's about to kill Lenny, and he's telling him about the rabbits, and he says it's right over there. Can you see it? You know, right. it's got a huge farm with all the rabbits. Right. That's where we're going. That's right. where you're gonna go. Right. Um, an interesting thing as well. I couldn't tell what Hugh Jackman was saying in that scene. Yeah, I also you have couldn't to really tell. Listen. I also couldn't tell what Patrick Stewart's last words were as Charles Xavier. Oh, I can't remember what they were either. I think it was something. I think he said, "Is it by the water?" or something like that. Oh, I don't. The interesting thing about this movie is that it doesn't matter. <laughs> the lines don't matter. 
As long as you say them. Right. They don't matter. Right. Unless it's like critical to the if plot. If it's exposition. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. We'll feel it. Yes. You know? Yeah. You can whisper something yeah. and have no one in the audience hear it. I don't need... And I, we'll know I've what you're I've said it many times. You don't... I don't need to know what you're thinking. I just need to know that you're thinking. Yes. Did you catch the lines that Hugh Jackman was saying to him when he first discovered that... Ex- when, um, when he was scooping him up out of the bed and he had already been stabbed? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Yeah. They also did a great job... It kind of links with this, is that it's conscious that you have seen all of the movies leading up to this, but it doesn't spoon feed that yeah. that you've seen all the movies leading up to this. And and by that I mean I think the next thing that was striking to me was that it was still in that scene, but the next moment after it, which is when Wolverine can't start the truck. Oh yeah. And it's, that was a great scene. It's a great scene. And I realized I was like, why am I so invested in this scene? When it's just him like flipping out over yeah. a truck. And it's because We've watched this character save the world. Yeah. We've watched this character <laughs> fight tremendous battles yeah. with godlike creatures on top of the, the Statue of Liberty and, like, kill Jean Grey when yeah. she's about to roast every... And you know what I mean? We've seen him do tremendous yeah, yeah. things. And now we're at the end of this line and he can't... Can't start a truck. Yeah, it's hysterical. You know what I mean? Right? It's hysterical, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, well, yeah, kind of heartbreaking. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like, and that's what I love about the simplicity of this movie. It strips all that away, and it goes, yeah, yeah they did all this, and now this is where we are. Yeah. And that's is, the, that's the real poetic justice of this of this movie is that yeah. he can't start a truck now. Yeah. He can't read. Yeah, he you can't know, do anything. He can't see things. Um, yeah, it's really, really good. Most people don't remember him. Do you want to talk about the timeline a little bit? Yeah, let's talk about the timeline. Um, so I've been thinking about this timeline a lot. All right. Because um, people are saying, like, the, the continuity screwed and, and everything like that, yeah. and none of it makes sense. And it, I get what they're saying. I think, I think I've think i actually pieced together kind of continuity okay. to this. So <clears throat> to um, you have to put it in the same frame context that um jj abrams rebooted star trek in if this if that makes sense yep. so the way that that jj abrams did it is that it all the off. shatner yeah all the well not even that all the shatner stuff yeah, yeah. came first the next generation and all that and then after that it looped back around so old spike right. was in the future yeah, came back around back. changed events and, and broke and started a new uh, yeah that's what i mean by right. branched off so if you do x one, two, three. I'm sorry. I'm going to do this again. You can even do... Uh, yeah. X-Men 1, 2, 3. First class... See how I have to close my eyes to do this? First class, Days of... Um, um, the Wolverine and Days of Future Past all take place in the same continuity. After Days of Future Past, it loops back around. Okay. And then I would say X-Men Apocalypse and Logan share their own continuity. Okay. That's how it works. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, um, we'd have to watch them all to see I, if it works. Yeah. Like, I mean, don't make me watch them all because, like, I don't want to watch Apocalypse again. Yeah. But, um... Well, and we... The, the director mentioned something about the reason Patrick Stewart's hair is, is out is because um, his faculties are not all there because right. the whole point was that apocalypse t- 
took up so much of his brain when he was in there that oh, it forced the, the hair, hair out, out. which yeah. is dumb and makes no sense. Yeah, it's dumb. But evidently now that his faculties aren't there, his mind is a little uh, calmer. Oh, yeah. So he can grow hair Hair out. back again? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I yeah. didn't even hear that. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, that's the timeline I'm choosing to go with. You can do whatever whatever you I, want. I think that every single X-Men movie that has ever been made is in its own, mo- in its own timeline. And that's totally fair, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's totally fine. So, I got a couple more things. Oh, by the way, in, you'll notice in that timeline, I don't count X-Men Origins. I don't count it. I disclude it from all continuity. That's the Jar Jar Binks of yeah, X-Men. Movies. I'm not counting it at all. I ignore that it happened. I think that's pretty valid. Yeah. Um, so I also want to talk a little bit about um, Julio Richter. Go for it. So Richter is uh, a character... Richter? R- I barely, barely know her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're so, the only ones proud of that joke. So do you, do you know who Richter is? Um, Either in the movie or otherwise? Oh, that's the character name? Yeah, Julio Richter. He was just known as Richter, I believe, in the Don't, movie. Don't, actually. So Ri- Julio Richter is the full name, the first and last name of one Avalanche, who's okay. a character in the comics. Sure. Um, he has a lot of crazy shit that he does. Sure. Um, he is the leader of the kids in Logan. Oh, yeah. So okay. we got another little, there was a little... Yeah. Another little uh, Easter egg. Yeah, a little Easter um, egg. Now, in Marvel Comics, Julio Richter was born a mutant to human parents. Richter was captured and forced to use his seismic powers by the anti-mutant organization known as The Right. He was rescued by X-Factor and taken in as their ward and trainee. Uh, after the destruction of Xavier's mansion and Magneto's defection to the Hellfire Club, the New Mutants were also taken in by X-Factor. Now, Richter became part of the New Mutants group, but left when Cable took over mentoring the team because he believed Cable had murdered his father. Uh, when Richter learned that it was actually Strife, Cable's clone who was responsible for the murder, he rejoined his friends, who had by then become the pre, uh, pre-military squad called X-Force. And that comes from comicbook.com. But do you think that they will use that in any way? No. No? Not in no. Deadpool 2? No. I... No. All right. <laughs> no. Um, because in this movie, he lives in a treehouse. Sure, but <laughs> I no, I don't think they're gonna touch this movie. All right, but I mean, first of all, that's my hope that they're yeah. not gonna touch this movie. Secondly, I don't think they will. Yeah. I think I, in fact, I kind of think Fox is gonna be under strict orders to everyone. Like nobody touches Logan. You just leave it alone. Don't even think about it. We'll see. Unless they're like <clears throat> sequel in the works right now. If they're smart. They will use the momentum. We just talked about how how they can learn the right. No, lessons. we talked about how they're taking chances. Right. It sounds to me like making a sequel is taking a chance. Oh. <laughs> yeah, with my respect for them. <laughs> um, if they're smart, they will use the momentum of Logan to do other things with this franchise. Correct. Not make an X twenty three movie. Because <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Where it leaves off sounds really boring. Correct. Like for another movie. Well, I I would much rather have her be in a group with adult X-Men. Right. I think that would be really That'd good. That'd be really interesting. If we had, like, if we could somehow get her as she is now. Right. Into the Days of Future Past first class group. Right. I think that would be great. Um, what, do you th- what, do you, what do you think of the, how did you feel about the last image? The last kind of moment? Uh... They're really lucky that movie was good, yeah. because if it wasn't, that, that would have just been, been yeah, it would have been the, the cherry on top of the shit 
Sunday. But instead... It was quite... It was quite poignant. There was a moment where he was... When he's dying at the end, where I was like... I, I, th- we were just talking about this off mic about how there are certain celebrities who have died who affected us differently right, than we had expected. Right, right, right. Where they were just always there. We never really right. realized how how hard their deaths would hit us until yes. it happened. This was one that as he was dying, I was like... Before, I was like, oh, he's definitely going to die in this, yeah. but whatever. It's, it's fine. It's whatever. And I was like, I almost can't remember. I'm a little younger than you. Yeah. I almost can't remember a time before Hugh Jackman was Wolverine. Yeah. No, I, 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 I was I was twelve, no, I think. Absolutely, I um, where was, uh, I saw the first X Men movie on a date with my high school girlfriend. Nice. Yeah, I saw how... Spider Man one on a date with my high school girlfriend. Yeah, I like. That's how long, and it's weird for me to think that. Like, I can remember seeing that movie with that girl. Like, that is it's one of those yeah. things. And then you're right to see to watch this character die. Seventeen years. It was like you're right. It's like watching. It was like having one of those actual real people die. Yeah. And feeling part of that part of you kind of fall off. Yeah. Um, well, and before Hugh Jackman, we had the animated series as kids. Right. Right. You and I, I remember, and younger people out there will not like remember this or even get it we nobody could imagine anyone being able to play wolverine yeah well and especially when i found out it was huge i didn't even see x-men in theaters right because i was like he's not gonna be good yeah everyone well i mean they had to do an unknown and and again no one's gonna remember this hugh jackman was unknown yeah uh not in the not in the broadway not in the broadway scene but for the most part i mean yeah um, for the most part, no one knew yeah. who Because he wasn't was. a movie star. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't a movie star by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. And Wolverine was kind of known as an uncastable character. Yeah. They were like, there's no one who... He was the last one that they cast. Yeah, because they couldn't... There was no yeah. way... He, he was kind of the reason... That character was the reason an X-Men movie couldn't get made. You know, he was also the last character they cast in the uh, animated series as well. Was he really? There's, there's actually a great interview with the guy who played the voice of Wolverine and talking about letting go of that character, passing it to Hugh Jackman and, and meeting Hugh Jackman and talking with him about the character. Right. Um, and uh, the very first words Hugh Jackman had to him, he walked right up, he shook his hand and he said, you know, I'm sick and tired of listening to your voice. <laughs> Because he had just funny. been listening to it on repeat to That's try and get the amazing. dialogue, yeah. the dialect. Um, but it is—it's just one of those like, you—you know—they everybody wanted an X Men movie for years, yeah, and nobody could make it. I mean, nobody Fox couldn't make it, yeah, because they were like, "You will okay, it's a double edged sword. You have to put Wolverine in, yeah, and you there's no one you can cast in it, yeah, and so we can't make it. it and was, if we, we fuck this up royally, if we can fuck it up royally. We're never gonna do it again, yeah." And somehow they found this guy, and it is 17 years later, it's hard, I'm not gonna lie, it's hard to say goodbye to this. Well, it's interesting, too, you know... (laughs) And by the way, I'm aware I'm saying this about a fictitious character. Yeah, yeah, but it's interesting that even movies like X-Men Wolverine Origins... Right. X-Men Origins Wolverine, whatever it is, no one thought... It's Ap- never Hugh Jackman's fault. Right. It's never no one Hugh. thought coming out of that movie, man, they got to get a new Wolverine. Yeah, he's you know? phoning it in. That's the one thing else, and I think that's what why the longevity of this character and the love for this movie and the the um, the love for Hugh Jackman playing it yeah. is 
bless him for t- getting a role that made him a star. Yeah. And never once going, fuck it. Yeah. I'm just... Fuck. He never phoned it in. Yeah, he never phoned uh, in you can see that. a second of it. Well, it's interesting uh, as well is... Um, Evidently, lots of things are interesting. Right. I keep saying that. But uh, one of the reasons I think Logan works so well yeah. is that those are the only two characters that you can really say that about. Like even Ian, Ian mm-hmm. McKellen in uh, X-Men Last Stand. I'm like, eh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Some of the like one hitters, like Alan Cumming was really good as Nightcrawler, right. but he was only in the one movie. Yes. But as far as the recurring characters go, all of them kind of sucked at one point. Yeah, they had their ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah. But Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman was, and Charles Xavier, right. um, Patrick Stewart, have both yeah. had just a solid... Yeah. They've been at 10 the entire time. And Hugh Jackman has always been down to play. Yeah. There's a story I heard about Bruce Willis one time. Um, he was standing on a street corner with somebody else, and they were telling this story about how when they were standing with him, somebody was like, drives by and was like, yeah, die hard, right? And drives by, and Bruce Willis was like, I hate the ones who say die hard the most. <laughs> and it's like that that's the role that made you a movie star. Yeah. And you have such animosity for it. Whereas Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman seems like the kind of guy who'd be like, like Well Hugh Jackman is like, listen, I've gone on I've, I did Broadway before, but I really have gone on to do Broadway and yeah. other projects, been nominated for an Oscar and other things. And it's all because of this movie. Yeah. And I and he's never forgotten that. Yeah. And he's always been like, yeah, I'll play Wolverine. I mean, he decided to stop doing it now because he physically cannot yeah. do it. But he's like, I would play Wolverine until I die. And because man, I owe it to them. Let me tell you, what a fucking send off. Great. I. It is so. If this movie was bad, I would be so heartbroken. But it's not. I know. It's I've never, so good. It's been such a long time since the hype of a movie met and actually underseated the actual movie. Yeah. The so one that this one I've got two more things I want to talk about. Go for it. One, I just want to ask you a question. Um, Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman have both said this is their last time playing these characters. Yes. Do you believe both of them? I believe it's their last time playing these characters for a length of time for a length of time on screen. Does Patrick? I mean, for Patrick Stewart, does that mean ever? Patrick Stewart, it might be probably ever. yeah. Patrick that's what Stewart I was is also one who's like, listen, I also had like John Luke Picard before too. So yeah. I had a franchise in the bag before this thing yeah, ever yeah. came along. So I don't really give two shits. Yeah. Again, Jackman has always been the guy who's like, listen, Wolverine made me famous. I owe it to this character and I owe it to the fans to always be game to play on this. Yeah. Um, no matter what what I'm doing in my life, um, does he play it? For one scene, right? Sure, I, I totally cameo, cameo in a Deadpool, two, yeah. three, eight, whatever. Do, do you think we'll get him playing a different character in a comic book movie? Yeah, no. In in a Fox movie, like put on some makeup or glasses. Oh, or like a, hat a or fun, something. like a fun yeah, little yeah, yeah. cameo. I mean, I think he be. Do you think? In, I mean, because he's, he's, in, okay, such, you know he's in such good shape that he could feasibly in thirty or forty years. I mean, how old is he? I mean, he's you know? in such a good shape, he could play Cable. That's kind of what I mean, though, yeah. is that in like 30 or 40 years, he could be a desk clerk in a movie. Right. You know? um, listen, I'm going to say that's actually likely, not because I think it's really going to happen, but because like, he seems the type of guy who'd be like, yeah, sure, what the fuck? Yeah. And as soon as he said that, Fox would be like, write a fucking part <laughs> yeah. right now. I don't care what Definitely. movie it's in, just put it in. Do you think he'll replace Stan Lee when Stan Lee dies? 
Oh, is the guy who cameos and everything? Yeah. I think that's actually a brilliant idea. Yeah. I don't think he will, but yeah. I think that's actually a brilliant idea. Um, yeah, the only... The only thing I could... The only way I could see him get into, like, full-on, like... Not even a solo movie, but just, like, buddy movie or yeah. duo movie where he's Wolverine yeah, yeah. again is if, by some miracle, Fox and Marvel pull a Spider-Man and, like, they're like, we oh. can throw in the X-Men. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'll come back and do that because it's a, because I don't have to be in every scene. Yeah. And I don't have to do it as much. And listen, I'm not saying that's definitely going to happen. I think that'd be amazing. Can you imagine happen. getting him in the Avengers? Oh, that'd be Jesus. phenomenal. And I think that'd be the only way you do it. Yeah. I think he would be game for it. And I, I think almost, he's kind of said as much where he's like, listen, if they want to put me in the Avengers. Yeah. I almost wish he wouldn't, though. I mean, this I, is... But, and that was, the, that was the addendum to that is like... Yeah. Well, I, I think I'm, all this I'm good is, for I cameos. Don't, I don't want to spoil that. Yeah, I'm fine with cameos, but like, this is this is a home run. Yeah. So I said I had two more things. I actually have... Now I have two more things. Okay. Um, an interesting thing that someone brought up online is that in The Wolverine, y- Yukio? Is that her name? Yes. Says she sees how he dies and she tells him and she says, you're alone. And she says something else descriptive. And the last thing she says is, and you're holding your heart in your hands. And when Logan dies in the movie Logan, he is holding X-23's hand. That's beautiful. Isn't that amazing? That is. Strictly an accident. (laughs) Absolutely. Is it though? Yes. Partially because the next line she says after that is something like, um, and it's not beating. (laughs) And you're like, oh, well, that's probably not. Oh, (laughs) That doesn't really work then. (laughs) But it's interesting. Right, 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 right. right. Holding your heart in your hands. That is interesting. I do, um, after watching this movie, I want to go back and watch... Because we were talking about that simplicity of, like, he can't even start a truck. Yeah. Like, it made me want to go back and just watch, like, X, 1, 2, 3, yeah. and Days of Days of Future yeah, Past. he's good in that one. And may, but just, but then watch Logan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, have yeah. a, a viewing I, I almost want to just watch, I've heard that this movie works best if you just watch X-Men 1. And I would it love to just does. watch X-Men 1 and yeah. then go straight to yeah. Logan. But I think I like the idea of like, I like watching Seeing this his whole journey. adventure build up to a big yeah. thing and then watching like, again, watching that car scene yeah. where it's just like, I like two hours ago, I watched him fucking blow up a military base yeah. <laughs> and just go through a bunch of guards and he can't even start this 4 by 4 now. What happened? All right, the last thing I want to talk about, I quickly want to talk about yes. the Deadpool opening. Holy shit, yeah. Okay, Great, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, so good. So, one, how the hell did they clear the rights for, for the, the Superman, Superman song? I I've don't know. I googled the shit out of this and I can't find anything I about it. I don't know. It. I have no idea. The other thing, um, do you know what the text was? Um, you know, at the end, there's like the long text. No, I would something about the old man in the sea. That's all I saw is the first line is something. As the old as, man is the sea is the story. Of as soon as they released it on YouTube, I went through and paused it, read as much as I could, right. hit play, let it go, go. load yeah, up yeah, and yeah. then pause and read the rest of it and do it. Did that over yeah. and over again. It is like a it's it's like a like a TVMA version of a fifth graders book report. <laughs> On the, on the on old the man, old man in, the in the sea. And that's all it is. I love it. It it features a lot of correlations 
to Logan, which is interesting. I wonder um, if they did that on purpose. Though. I wonder. I've I mean I've heard I've heard many different things. Uh, another theory is that it's it's so it's a story about an old man and a young man, yeah. and how the old man is sort of washed up, but he has one big fight left in him. Right. Uh, another theory is that it's about Deadpool and Cable. Oh, okay. But it it there was a lot that had to do with man. It's great. It's about this dude who's just like not doing anything. Right. And then this fish. I don't know if you've ever read. The no, Nancy. I haven't. Uh, this he gets this big fish, and you right. can tell it's big because it's moving the boat, and he fights with it, and he, he's struggling, and eventually he stabs it with a harpoon and kills it. It's too big to put in the boat. So he, in order to bring it home to show his friends, and he's going to make a million dollars off of this because he's going to be able to sell the fish meat for tons of money. uh, Biggest fish ever. So he straps it to the side of his boat, to the outside, and starts rowing back in. Little does he know, while he's on his way, the sharks come and start eating at it. And by the time he gets home, it's It's all gone. gone. It's just a skeleton. Um, So he, he... realizes what's happened he is finished with life he goes and he sleeps for two days because of how tired he was from the fight and when he wakes up there are news reporters all over his his house and he's like what's going on and the young man who has been in there a little bit but not important until now says the 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 skeleton is of the biggest fish we've ever seen so you still have something to show show for it it. and people are still amazed by you oh that's beautiful i know right yeah um Deadpool includes uh, a part like <laughs> there's for example there's a part where like when the sharks are eating the fish it right. says something about fucking the old man's dignity with their weirdly shaped shark dicks <laughs> stuff oh, like that I did want to see I did want to read it as soon as I saw it scroll up I was yeah. like I gotta read this yeah sometime. it's very funny that's awesome it's worth reading um yeah no it, I mean it was fantastic I don't know how they got the rights for that music I was listening to this I was like I can't believe that it's not some generic thing it's yeah, really it's the that real thing, thing. That's amazing. Um, I saw the movie version of it, which yeah. I think is shorter it than is the slightly, actual. It, it's version. mostly. I don't know why. It's probably ten seconds shorter. Yeah, but I I haven't gone back and and watched the the full length version. How is he going to eat the ice cream without a spoon? I thought that too, because then he's chewing on the ice cream, and I was like, I want him to flash back and just see him figure dig. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he just throws the lid off and sits it on his yeah. stomach. I was like, that's brilliant. Ah, oh, so good. So excited for that movie. All right. So what's your favorite color? Um, Fuchsia. Is that true? No. What is your favorite color? It's green. Yeah. That's what I thought. It's mine too. Yeah. So, uh, well, this was a good podcast. Uh, I think we're done. Yeah. I think, I mean, now that this movie defied all expectations, why bother? Why even talk about anything else ever? Let's not ruin it. Like, (laughs) like Hugh Jackman and, and Patrick Stewart. Yeah. We're going to go out on a high note. And right off into the sunset like Shane. We didn't even talk about that. We didn't. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I don't think we need to. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. All Um, right. Just go watch Shane. Yeah. Let's do that. No, go watch Logan. (laughs) And then watch Shane. And then watch Shane. And whatever. It doesn't matter. Let's talk about some Green Lanterns. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, reading assignment. You gave me Green Lantern Rebirth. Yes, I did. And I would love to talk... (laughs) A little bit about that. It's a it's a great piece. <laughs> You're like instead I've prepared my own piece to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> instead, let's talk about seconds again. I love that book. Yeah. Uh, great. So it's fascinating. Okay. Um, I, I I'm not I'm not entirely sure how to even begin with this. The the plot is that uh, Hal Jordan 
died by saving the earth by like melting into the sun or something. Yeah, by reigniting the sun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but in his wake, right, uh, the specter, yes, um, took over his sort of uh, persona, yes, and uh, was controlling, not controlling him, but working as a symbiote, yeah. in order to get them, keep him alive, and also to do you know vengeance right. biddings. What the what the specter what the does. specter does, yeah. yeah. So uh, in that time. Um, when this starts, that has already happened. Hal Jordan is acting weird. Things are happening that are strange. A city that's been demolished has now been immediately fixed, but the only building that stands now is his old apartment. Oh, right. Very strange stuff. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the other lanterns just start, like, wrecking shit. Like, they go crazy. Jon Stewart, Guy Gardner, they just start wrecking the Justice League and, like, blowing up all sorts of crazy shit. Um, we come to find out... That Parallax has done the same, uh, similar thing to what the Spectre has done to Hal Jordan. Right. Um, and they are both in Hal Jordan. Um, really interesting uh, sort of metaphysical um, existential quandaries. Sure. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It took a while to get going. Sure. But I really, really like it a lot. Isn't it? It's so good. The thing it does best, though, is the thing that I want to focus on for this. Okay. The Green Lanterns mm-hmm. in this story mm-hmm. are so diverse in personality and character without being archetypes. Yes. We've seen Power Rangers where there's the nerdy one and the cheerleader and the leader and right. the black guy. <laughs> and then, you know, we see that. Which all is the, a see, personality type, it is. everyone. Okay. We, we see it in, uh, I mean, it is in television. Yeah, like, that's it an is. archetype. No, it, it is. Everyone's got that black guy. Yeah. Because uh, you can't have two. <laughs> uh, and we see, like, in Ninja Turtles, they do right. the same archetypes. There's yep. the rough one and the cool guy yeah. and the nerd and right. the leader. Um, now, <laughs> the Green Lanterns have... Uh, you can't even name it. No, I, I can, you can, but, but it's like an architect. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. there's a great scene at the end. This is specifically what made me think of this. It's right at the end of the story where they are... So Parallax eventually leaves Hell Jordan... Who becomes Green Lantern again because the Spectre leaves as well. Right. He's like, fuck you guys. I'm out of here. I'm yeah. done with this crazy shit. Yeah. And Parallax, they get him out as well. But he goes into <clears throat> Ganfit, I believe is his name. The yeah. Guardian. The little yeah, blue guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who has way more power than any Green Lantern. Right. Um, so now he gets his powers. Yeah. And now what are we going to do? Yeah. Um, and all of the Lanterns join together to try and separate Parallax from Ganfit. Right. And they all have their own unique take on what the attack what what the attack from the ring looks like and yes. how it is formed yeah and we start with john stewart and all of his um what, what do you even call those what do they call them in the in the dc universe um, they're they're like his creations his yeah like i green, guess you could call, yeah whatever you call that his yeah. illuminations his will sure. will i don't think they ever actually like give it <laughs> a specific yeah, name like a noun yeah um but they're made from the inside out. Yes. He builds them with nuts and bolts. Yep. They require force and energy, and they require leverage. Right. <laughs> because he is an architect. Right. Um, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the only one that was weird. So, like, um, who's the who's the pit bull looking guy? What's his name? Guy Gardner? No, no, the the boss. Oh, Kilowog. 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 Yeah. So he his is more of a cannon. It's the only one that makes a sound when it's used. Yeah. And it's a blast. Yeah. It, it even says, I think it's told from the perspective of Kyle Rayner. Kyle Rayner. Yeah. Um, and he he says it's the only one that makes a sound. Right. Which is an interesting telling thing as well about that character. Um, Guy Gardner is 
they, they Kyle Rayner refers to him as um, like a leaky faucet. Yes. That it's always coming out even when it's turned off because he can't contain it. Yeah. He's such a psychotic asshole that his willpower can't be contained. Right, right. Um, so once he unleashes it, he unleashes, unleashes it, it. And it's real and yeah. it's fulfilling to him. Um, the only one that was strange to me was Kyle Rayner's, which is <clears throat> he's a he's an artist. Yes. And he's drawing Parallax's face. That's what it says in the comic. Is it's like a it's like a green hand with a green pencil drawing on his face, right? And I don't right. quite know what that's doing. Like Guy Guy Gardner is using like a saw that he's right, made, right, right, and like right. Kilowog is using like a cannon. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and he just and uses Kyle's like, like mm, oh, let me get the eyes right. Can yeah. never draw a nose as well. Right, right, right. Yeah, and then he just uh, yeah. I I mean. Yeah, I don't. I, if you're looking for an explanation for yeah. me, I, I don't know what it's. About. But but I would love to talk about like, do you know where any of the the ideas for these characters and their backgrounds come from? Um, I know that. Um, I know that John Stewart. I mean, he's definitely based on the host of the Daily Show. Yes. Um, no, I, he came around. I heard an interview long ago with Neil Adams because Neil Adams, I think, is the one who ma- who created him. Sure. Um, and I think it really was, uh, he created them back in the, the seventies, seventies, I want to say seventies, maybe late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. And so I think it, it, it was around a time when they went, we need a black guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we need that like, one. <laughs> we need one. It has to happen right yeah. now. And, um, he's like, we it's can't. probably right after like Luke Cage was created. Uh, I, the thing I remember was that, um. They were talking about why why they name him John Stewart, and he was like, "I created this character. We needed a new Green Lantern." Um, this is back when I think Denny O'Neill and, and Neil Adams had their famous Green Lantern Green Arrow run, where they went across oh, the yeah. country, yeah. and so they were like, "Well, we need an actual Green Lantern to you know be Green Lantern." Right. Um, he said, "Well, we should have a black guy because it's time. Yeah. It's time. Let's do it." And um, they wanted to name him John, which is just a normal name. And the editor wanted something else, something a little more urban. Sure. Well, he's from the Bronx, they yeah. say in this. But yeah. they wanted like something a little more urban, a little more ethnic, yeah. a little more black. Yeah. Uh, and Neil Adams was like, no. Nice. He's going to be named John. He's gonna be named John. Oh, Stewart. I thought you meant. I thought you. I thought you were leading to somehow getting to Stewart. Yeah, no, I, was I don't like, know. That's yeah. what they picked for an urban name. No, he I was gotcha. like, he was like, no, we're gonna name him a normal yeah. name because that's not Green Lantern just is he's the black every doesn't man yeah. doesn't mean he has an ethnic name. Right. So, which is a good call on their part, yeah. part because Marvel had just created Luke yeah. Cage, who absolutely was the epitome of just black exploitation. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. But I think I like. I think the quote I remember from Neil Adams was like. You get a character in this title named that uh, an Asian character that you nicknamed Pie Face. Like we can't <laughs> do this anymore. Yeah, you got to make this a normal yeah. a normal guy, yeah. like with an average name. When both of them are guilty of that, that sort you of don't thing as know well. if he's white or black. Right. You know, the Mandarin was introduced. By the way, Mandarin is a dialect of Chinese. Right. The Mandarin was introduced in the Korean War. Right. And he's an expert in karate, which is a Japanese he's martial from, art. Yeah. Because it's all it's all it's squinty all eyed. So, like who cares? Yeah. So and that's what he was like. No, we're not. He's like, I'm. If you don't name him John, 
If if his name is not John Stewart, I'm quitting. Nice. And so they were like, all right, we'll name him John Stewart. That's the most origin that I know about that. Guy Gardner has been around for. Do you mean comic origin or like actual origin? Whatever. Um, uh, any of it. Guy Gardner's been around since the uh, 80s, I think. Yeah. He was part of. Um, they stopped the title being the Green Lantern and started being Green Lantern Corps, and there was a focus right. on the group. Um, and I just know he has brain damage. Yeah. Um, which is why his and that, he has and that, no fear. I know that he is. He was like the. That's so good. He was passed over for Hal Jordan's ring. Right. He was supposed to get Hal Jordan's ring, and didn't. The ring passed him over. Right. I forget why. There's. I, a I think they mentioned that in. They in mentioned Rebirth. it. Um, but yeah, that he he was passed over the ring, and so there's always been that kind of like edge to him. Yeah. But in the later years, they've really utilized him from being just a dick to. This idea of like, yeah, he's got a lot of anger and he's he's kind of a screw loose. Um, it's kind of the attitude of like, you know, he's an idiot, but he's our idiot. Yeah. And nobody definitely. else can mess with him. Yeah. And they've given him a really nice role of like, he is now also a trainer of the Green Lanterns because he's good. He's That's good great. at that kind of like. Well, and he, he's a character as well that uh, there's a description that I, mm-hmm. I have used. And actually my girlfriend coined this phrase. So I got to give credit to her about Joey Tribbiani and friends. Yeah. Which is that he's not dumb. He's simple. Yes. And that's yes. what I would say about Guy Gardner. Yeah. He's, he's pretty smart. He's pretty. He's just simple. a little simple. Yeah. He's very, he's very simple. Yeah. Um, and then Kyle Rayner is who took over for Hal Jordan uh, during the death of Superman. Right. And that... And was, this is the first time they meet, right? In um, Rebirth. They had met, I think at the, at the um, end, as, he says, I can finally meet you. Yes, because the only other time they met is when Hal Jordan was Parallax. Oh, right. Um, so what happened was, um, Coast City was destroyed during the death of Superman. Right. Um, or really the, the um, resurrection of Superman. Sure. And then Hal Jordan goes crazy and recreates Coast City with his ring and the Guardians including the people in it and the, and the Guardians come and say wow. this is not allowed yeah, it's against the clearly. law to create life with your ring and he snaps and he kills a bunch of lanterns and he becomes Parallax and what is revealed through this story is yeah. that Parallax is actually a thing it's an entity right. that infests you um, so Kyle Rayner took over for Hal Jordan when he became Parallax. Right. So the only time they've ever met was so when he was fighting him. Was when he was fighting yeah. him. Um, and it wasn't even really him. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't really him. He yeah. was just, you know, being controlled by this thing. Another interesting thing that happens in Rebirth is we get to see the the Green Arrow yeah. with the ring. Yeah. And uh, we get a little bit of insight of what it's like for a, a non-Green Lantern to use, to the, use ring. the ring. There's a great line he has when... Uh, he sort of saves the day in a moment by shooting an arrow out of his ring and it hits um, Egghead. What's his face? S- oh, Sinestro. Sinestro, yeah. Um, and uh, it sort of gives them a second and Rainer picks him up and sort of hobbles him out. Yeah. Um, Green Arrow. And Green Arrow says, um, you know, I, I feel like I just lifted like a thousand pounds. Like yeah. I, I'm so exhausted yeah. from just that one thing. Yeah. And he says, is that what it's like to to manifest your thoughts into reality? And Rainer says every single, single time. time. Yeah. Which is really interesting. I know. It gives you a lot of... It, it, I, that's what I love about this this story arc is... A, it's just a great story of redemption. Yeah. Uh, of um, of just coming to terms with, uh, you know, what you've done in your past and going, you know what? I did... And I'll bring this up just to kind of tie this into last episode and what we were talking about in the news. I'd almost... I'd almost be interested 
in a Mel Gibson directed Green Lantern because of that idea of going, yeah, I the the same way that I talked about him, where I'm like, I think he know, like he definitely knows, and so that's why he's had he's taken the lumps and he's like never shied away from hit, getting hit with the jokes. Yeah, like he's one of those guys who could connect to a, an idea of like, yeah, I fucked up, I fucked up, sure. and people are not gonna like me. And that's been echoed throughout all of Hal Jordan, even to this day, of like, people aren't going to like me. If we do forever. get that, uh, John Stewart's name is going to be turned to Jaqueline. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but, um, but like, th- that's what I like about this character now and this, this story arc of, yeah, I'm going to fight right. to redeem myself, not for you, but for me. Yeah, I mean, there's a great moment as well. I don't. I want forgiveness, end. but I accept that I'm not going yeah, to get it. But I'm going to do this for me. On that note, at the end, there's a great moment where Parallax has taken over Ganthet, and Batman sort of demands answers from Hal Jordan right. at that moment. Right. And he's like, "Nah, I'm not doing that." Yeah. And and Batman is like, "Well, then you're not leaving." And he's like, "You're coming with me right now." And Hal Jordan, Jordan just like, decks him. Yeah, he's he just, just like, hits no. him in the face. And then wanders off. Yeah, because he's like, I I know what I did wrong. Yeah. And I'm not going to... I don't have to answer to you. I have right. to answer to myself. Yep. Um, and he's like, so we're going to take care of this thing. Yeah. I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah. And if you still hate me after that, that it's totally fine. Yeah. I hold no ill will. Who's who's the like the very first sort of unofficial Green Lantern whose ring works differently? Alan, Alan Scott. Alan Scott. Yeah, that's the Golden Age Green Lantern. Right. His um the this is magic the, or something. Yeah. Well, the weakness to his was always wood as oh. opposed to the color yellow. Okay. Um, I think what they revealed later on is that his ring is actually kind of related to their rings. Originally, yeah, in the Golden Age, they were like, "It's magic." Yeah. Um, I think what they they retconned it as like that's an early prototype oh, okay. or an early version of what Hal Jordan and the rest of the Green Lantern Corp have and it like shot off yeah. into space and then landed and that's how Alan Scott found it um, but that it was it has some of the same capability and it in fact has pretty much all the same capabilities yeah. of the Green Lantern rings but that's why it has a different weakness to it um, it takes away the weakness of yeah. yellow the yes. yellow weakness but well. not just that it because parallax it, basically is but because they reveal like this whole time yeah it's just been because of this asshole. because of this thing <laughs> yeah yeah it has nothing to do with a chemical thing it's just but it also that it's it's fear yeah it's your it's if you overcome your own right. um weaknesses yeah or your own fears that's really what's what holds you back. Correct. It's not something from the out, yeah. but something from the in. I think the very first line that is spoken by a character is the impurity has a name. Right. Which is really interesting. It is really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, I'm, gl- I'm so glad that you like this. This is w- yeah, it's one it's of my favorite um, miniseries uh, that, that I've ever read. Um, because, it's very good. yeah, while it's action packed, it still has a lot of kind of depth to it has a lot of heart yeah which are a whole lot of heart. and the green lantern is all about that yes. like it should be yes absolutely all right so uh what i've got for you is something pretty interesting okay uh, i'm gonna have you listen to a podcast that i just discovered now so far it's only got four episodes and hopefully you haven't listened to it yet okay um it's brand new i'm not going to tell you anything about it and i don't want you to look up anything about it okay i just want you to listen to it it's only I think there's only four episodes right now. So it's thirty minutes each, so two hours. It's not bad. Six minutes of each is 
advertising anyway, right. so I can skip through that. Can you tell me the title of it? I can. Okay. Will you? All right, fine. It's called Missing Richard Simmons. Okay. Great. You haven't heard of it? It's, I think you the only... I want to say yes, but I think the only time you, I've heard about it is you talking about it, and I don't remember anything you I, said about I, it. I literally just found it yesterday, Okay, so I think. no. All right. Something about this sounds familiar. Someone else has mentioned it. Don't think about it. Don't... I want I'm you... Not gonna, I, I'm not going to look at it. I'm I want you to not even remember. Like, I, I want you to okay. go in... Because I, I had seen a friend of mine on Facebook talking about it. Okay. And, it, like, he made a status... I didn't read the status, but I went looking for a new podcast to listen to at work and sure. I saw the logo and I saw it. I thought, oh, I saw this logo. A friend of mine was talking about it. I don't remember what he said. Right. I'll give it a listen. Right. Listen to it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Missing Richard Simmons. Missing Richard Simmons. All right. Um, all right. That's we're it. Gonna, we're going to have a lot to talk about about it. Okay. I'm going to, I might download it here yeah, before I leave and then Do listen it. on the ride home. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all of them. That's, that's all the shows there are. At least in this one. At least of all of the shows that we put in this episode, that's all of them. Yeah, we finished them all. Yep. Hey, Andrew. How do you summon the energy to do this? You know, it, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of joy. <laughs> Uh, it's a lot of happiness. A bit of an erection. And it's a lot of cocaine. <laughs> hey, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. What? Hey, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. What? Where can they find us? Well, they can find us on uh, Twitter.com, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. They can find us on YouTube.com to search for the Media Lunch Break. And in fact, once we get up to 100 subscribers, we're going to be giving out some free stuff. Don't so, make me go over the plan on how to get up to 100 subscribers. No, we've heard it. Just break the phones. Just Click subscribe, break the phone. Click subscribe, subscribe break, break the, the phone. phone. Sweep the leg. Uh, <laughs> and then we got, you can, we're on Facebook. You can find us there if you search the Media Lunch Break. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes, Google Play Music. You can cast us from all of those places. Give us a subscribe, a rating, a review, especially if you like it. Um, we are also, uh, you can check out our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. We're on patreon.com slash themedialunchbreak. If you want to chip in a couple bucks, keep the lights on. And you can send us a sweet revolutionary email. Um, and that's at uh, themedialunchbreak at gmail.com. So that's uh, all of them. That's all of them. We did them all. We did them all. All right. Thanks, I, Brian Kirscher, for our theme. Yes, thank you. Uh, that's going to do it for us for this week. Come giggity, back giggity next goo. week do and it. we'll do it again. We'll talk about we'll another talk thing. Something else. There'll be new news because that's how news works. That is how news works. And there will be another thing. I can do the spacebar, right? Yes, you can hit spacebar. But am I going to hit the spacebar? It doesn't look like. Oh, maybe. I'm I'm gonna do it if you don't. <laughs> Go ahead, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I feel weird. I've never done it. It's always been you. It's I'm not so, gonna break it. I know. It makes me drunk with power <laughs> and liquor. Yeah. I barely know her. Ah!